Welcome to another episode of Junior Achievement of South Florida's Recipe for Success. Just as there are no two recipes that contain the exact same ingredients or measurements, there are no two success stories exactly the same. Recipe for Success features entrepreneurs, visionary leaders, and innovators of all ages who will share the ingredients that make them successful. Here's your host, Lori Salarulo, President and CEO of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to this week's episode of JA's Recipe for Success. Uh, as you know, this show features entrepreneurs and executives who share the ingredients to their success and their company's success. Today's guest um, is someone that I dearly love. I love her energy and her spunk. Uh, she's a native of South Florida. She is the president of Lighthouse Point Marina and the owner-operator of the Naughty Dog Marina Cafe. And I must add, she is an amazing board member of Junior Achievement of South Florida. Welcome, Maureen Canada. Thank, thank you, you thank so you, thank much, you. Lori, for having Thanks me. It's a here. great opportunity to be here and share a little bit about what has, I think, been an attribute to make me successful and our business successful. Um, as you touched on, I am part of a family business, which I think does have its own challenges. Um, I own and operate the Lighthouse Point Marina along with my brother and my sister. And uh, we've been in involved in this business um, since 1996. We are wow. second generation. So as you said, I was born and raised here. So my parents came down from Wisconsin in 1964 and purchased the marina back in 1965. So I was born here, raised here, and uh, we took over the business in 96. And at that time, um, when we took it over, uh, it, it had kind of gone through a period of um, lack of growth. You know, my father had run it for 32 years very well, but um, when we took it over, we wanted to do something new and different, mm -hmm. and so we um, risked everything we had and put everything on the line and took out a giant loan and re redeveloped the marina and we built some townhomes on some land that was adjacent to the marina and uh, took on some new endeavors that, you know, experiences and uh, of things that I've never done before. I've never been a developer before. I've never run a <laughs> marina before. And, uh, and then 2011, we started the Naughty Dog Marina Cafe, and I certainly had never been a restaurateur before, <laughs> much less ever worked in a restaurant. Oh, that's uh, funny. So, so these things are all out of, outside of our wheelhouse, but um, it was been very exciting. But, but you know, so that, uh, when you said, tell me that, that really gets me excited. I know I need a life, but um, because, it goes to prove that sometimes you don't always have to have experience in a business in order for you to be successful, right? That it's certain skill sets that lend themselves to the success of a company. It is so true. And in fact, um, I was not one of those uh, teenagers who had any clue what I wanted to do. And in fact, my parents uh, raised us in kind of an old-fashioned, we had an old-fashioned background family. And my father, when he was running the marina, would say to me, well, Maureen, maybe your husband one day will want to run the marina. It was never me. Mm -hmm. It was, why don't, why maybe your husband will want to do it. And I was like, okay, well, maybe he will. 
Um, but I went off to college and got my degree, and um, there was no husband um, at that time. And um, so I'm like, well, maybe I should, you know, look and get a job. And it was through relationships that I actually found my first real career position. And um, as we talk about the recipe for success, actually there are four R's that I consider very important in any recipe for success. Okay, I love it. I'm going to share well, them with you. Come I, with I, her recipe. I am, and there are four <laughs> R's the recipe. And the first one is going to be risk. I got that. Yes. I heard we that. Touched, we touched on that already. The second one is relationships, which um, we can touch on a little bit. And the third one is rebound. You have to be able to rebound like in business. Um, and the last one is respect. So let's talk a little bit about, let's go back for a second. Sure. Because I think one of the other things is, so really interesting, because like you said, who would have thought, you wouldn't have thought, that you would I have ended up in this business. So our lives and our careers don't always take a straight path. I just shared this with some students the other day. You can have a plan. but so most likely that plan isn't going to go like this. It's going to kind of go like this mm -hmm. a little bit, right? There are going to be some curves and some, some turns and twists and turns that, that we don't expect. Um, and opportunities, right? So that might be a good thing. Can you talk a little bit about, because before you got that opportunity, right, there were some things that led up to that, right, that made you who you are and allowed you to... Um, be open to that opportunity and to be prepared in other ways, maybe not the business. But mm -hmm. so, what share maybe a couple of things in your life at, on the path, right? Maybe it was something at college or a job that you had or a boss that you had. Something maybe just a couple of pivotal moments that got you to say, "Yeah, no, I think it's me, not my husband, that's mm -hmm. going to run the marina." Mm -hmm. Well, I think that at least for me. Um, I had gone through some challenges young, at an early age. And we all face challenges in life. And uh, we may face challenges early on. We may face them later on. For me, um, I had faced two deaths in my immediate family. I lost two brothers by the time I was 14 in two separate tragic accidents. And that has to uh, frame who you are. It's going to affect you tremendously and it did me and my family and what it did for me is it really helped me have to look at myself and grow because when you're faced with devastation you can either wallow in it or you can find a way to get through it learn from it read about it and grow from it and I chose to grow from it and in that growth um, I established a, a very strong relationship with my siblings. So after I graduated from college, I went to the local colleges here. I went to Broward College and graduated from FAU with a degree in communication because it was, a, um, I thought, a great degree when you don't really know what you want to do. It gives you a little business, a little liberal arts, a little bit of everything. So I think, okay, let, let's do that. So. Um, FAU and Broward College, I thought, served me very well. And with that, I had a relationship with um, my sister. Her boyfriend um, was working for a biotech company. And he's the one said, you know, Maureen, there is an opening um, for an entry-level position. Why don't you look at that? 
And I said, well, okay. So that relationship got me in the door. And I was very frank and honest in that, you know, I really haven't had much career, um, many career positions. I, I worked at a bank as a teller for a while, and I did some summer jobs and internships. But this was something new and exciting. Um, so going out and, and trying for this position, it was risky for me emotionally. It was something brand new. Um, and it was a biotech company. What did I know about <laughs> intraocular lenses and cataract surgery? Absolutely nothing. Um, but I put myself out there. I'm seeing a pattern here. Yes. You're jumping into things uh, yes. you know nothing I about. I know nothing about. And, um, but that is so important. Right. Because when you um, surround yourself with people who do know things, and, and I say this as a business person too, as a, as a business owner, is it's so important to surround yourself with other people who know more than you and still let them lead and not be intimidated by that. When you're in management, um, it is so important to allow people to shine that report to you. And with their experience and knowledge, it can only help you rise further in the company. Um, so that is how I started my first job, was a relationship that I had established over the years that I did not know would bring me to my first real career move, but um, it did. Yeah. And, uh, and just putting yourself out there, and a year later, the company got sold, and the business was moving to California, and they asked, you know, would you be interested in relocating? And okay. So I flew out, and I fell in love with it, and in California, and I moved. So why not? Another risk. Another risk. Moving away from family, yes. right? Yes, yes. So you talk, so there's several times, just in that short period of time, that mm -hmm. you took risk. I'm sure they were calculated. I'm sure you did some homework about them, but, but still not being afraid to take those chances. Right. right. So key in so far everything you've talked about. Right. And risk does not necessarily mean a financial risk. I mean, some of the risks I've taken over life have been financial, like when we did the de development and redevelopment of the marina. Um, but sometimes the risks are just personal. Mm -hmm. Just putting yourself out there. Putting yourself yeah, out there. Exactly. The other thing you mentioned in that story was relationships. Yes. So it was through a relationship that you got that job. So talk a little bit about going forward from there, right? Why is relationships one of your R's, one of your ingredients? Um, I think that it is probably the most in important ingredient, in my opinion, in business success. Um, because no matter what industry you're in, you need clients and customers. And if you cannot foster a good relationship with somebody, then that business isn't going to grow. Um, and you also need relationships to develop other relationships. I might not have a business um, doing something with you, a relationship with you may not foster something in my business to grow, but however, you may know somebody that does. So through the chain of a relationship is now what is helping my business grow. Yeah. Being out there and building them, those yes. relationships. Yeah, mm -hmm. absolutely. Um, and you know, it's, it's interesting, I think you, you kind of touched on something about customers, right? And that relationship with your customers and mm -hmm. people. So I think relationships, there's so many different groups 
yeah. that you have to build those relationships with, right? In your case, the marina, the restaurant, the you know the cafe, um, customer base is so important, right? If you build, I know that when I have a relationship and I go to an establishment, um, when they make me feel welcome and I feel like I have a relationship with the people there, mm -hmm. I'm more likely to continue to go back to tell other people, right? So I think that customer base from a relationship perspective, I think you're talking about more than just um, relationships like in the community or whatever. Very much so. And in terms of our business, we have a recreational business. The marina is the recreational business, and so is the restaurant. You don't need to go out on a boat. You don't need to go eat at our restaurant. You uh, People can survive perfectly in life without coming to see us at our place of business, although we are a lot of fun to come visit. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right. Um, but what happens is that um, you know I'm at that restaurant every single day. Um, my office is down the street a little bit. My office is not located in the restaurant, but I am in that restaurant two, three times a day. I'm at the dock house every single day. I'm meeting people. I'm meeting our clients. I'm saying hello to customers. Right. Um, customers want to see you. They really do. They want to know they have a relationship with you, even if it's just a smile or two minutes of your time. As a business owner, it is so important to be present and to be approachable. And let them, let your customers have, um, let them know that their opinions matter and that you care about what they have to say. Yeah. And you know, you mentioned also earlier about let people shine. So I have to assume that when you talk about that, that also means the relationships between you and your employees, because you can't be there every minute. Right. Right. So they have to be an extension of you. Mm -hmm. Right. So talk. Can you talk a little bit about employees? I'm not sure how many you have, so maybe you can share that, um, and how you build that that culture and that trust of them being an extension of you. Well, I think that's one of the things that people. Um, are drawn to when they come to work for us is the culture of family. And that's really what we um, are. That's what we offer at our place of business. We're not a chain. Um, we've actually been asked to uh, go ahead and franchise. They want to franchise us um, to another location. And it is something that we're like, absolutely not. Um, what we have, we feel, um, is best served by us being intimately involved and having our family be present at this particular location. But getting back to your point, um, our staff, I think, is actually um, very drawn to us because we are a family business. And in fact, it is not uncommon for many of our staff to then bring in other members of their family to also work for us. So we will have siblings work for us. Um, we will have um, sometimes um, you know, a mother or a son work for us. And, it's, uh, and our staff has been around. Um, our doc master, I think over 30 years now, wow. has been with us. Wow. And in fact, they were, he was working for my father before we even took over. Um, my brother was raised on the docks working at the marina, and I did some odd jobs in, in the office. But um, our manager, our general manager at the, um, at the restaurant, uh, he brought in his wife, and she is now also a manager at the restaurant. 
So family, our culture of family also brings out people to bring in their members of their right. family to work for us right. as like well. An extended family. It, it yeah. really yeah. is. Yeah. And, and that really is important of, of who we are. And to bring into the family, well, what other parts of your family are there? You have dogs, you know, uh -huh. people naughty and, dogs. and naughty dogs. Because <laughs> when you, for years, you'd walk around the marina and people would bring their dogs. And so that was one of the reasons we named the, the restaurant what we named it. Yes, I just became a dog owner for the first time in my entire life. Um, and he is a cutie, and so mm -hmm. I'm having fun with it. Um, mm -hmm. But I could understand how they become part of your family now. Yeah. I don't think I ever really understood that until mm -hmm. I had one of my own. So, so I definitely think so. Well, so congratulations I, well, on a new you. addition. I of feel like baby. I have a new baby. You, it, okay. you do. Because <laughs> he is a puppy. Yes. Uh, but, so it's very interesting. Mm -hmm. but, um, but it's been good. It's been good for Patrick, and mm -hmm. it's been good for our family. Um, and Mike laughs because he said, if, if anybody had asked me to bet that you would ever have a dog, I would never have bet that you would ever have done this. He said, I'm shocked. Okay. So, but I just well, good fell for in love you. with him. And I bring him by to the Naughty him. Dog. Because I, we, we will do, have to do that. We do have a dog menu. Oh, fine. So, yes. Oh, so, uh, we, well, he loves going everywhere. Good. Um, so we can't talk about relationships, I think, without also talking about family, your family. You said you work together. Yes. Um, that can have its challenges and it can have its, you know, amazing, you know, accolades and amazing, mm -hmm. you know, things that come from that. Yes. Talk a little bit about that. How do you all make it work? You know, that's, that's an interesting um, question. And um, I've had people say over the years, you should write a book because you've done so well with the family business. And I, I'll be honest, um, because there's three of us, we're three shareholders, and my sister, who was very involved in the restaurant for a time, um, has stepped back for family reasons, um, wanting to spend more time at home. So my brother and I are the ones that are, are there day to day. Um, but we still three make decisions together, and we don't always agree. We don't, and I think um, what has been helpful for us is that there's three of us. So when there's ever a discrepancy about a, a, a big decision that we need to make, um, we do go with the majority of the vote, and it's not always it's not always what I want to hear. Most of the time, it is. <laughs> most. I have a feeling you can be very persuasive. <laughs> most of the time, and most of the time, we actually decide together what to do. But there are instances where we don't all agree. And we, you, you have to establish boundaries. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's worked well for us is that we all have different skill sets. So we don't spend a lot of time stepping on each other's toes. We're accountable to one another. We hold each other accountable for our responsibilities, but you have got to have boundaries. I'm not going to overstep my boundaries and, uh, and, and interfere with what my brother is doing. And, and we, we are respectful with one another that way. We communicate well, but you have to respect each other. And that's actually one of my four. Yes, it's true. Yeah. You have to respect yourself and the people you work with and the people that also work with you or even for you. Yep. Yeah. And you know, the, the whole thing about boundaries and, and identifying people's skill sets and strengths, mm -hmm. um, I think that's the same, whether it's somebody who's a family member or not. Yes. It's kind of that, I, I, we use the, the phrase, you know, stay in your lane mm -hmm. kind of thing. If everyone knows clearly 
what they're supposed to be doing, right? And is accountable for that, then you know, it goes a lot smoother. But when everybody's trying to get in everybody's business in their way, mm -hmm. it, it just gets more convoluted and more difficult. And that goes even without family. Yeah. Um, well, and I think too, though, for us, um, being in a family business can actually be a little bit more difficult um, mm -hmm. to be direct with a sibling with where you think there needs to be improvement or where you think they're falling short because yeah. it is family. Yeah. You, you know, you're going to go have dinner with them soon and you're going to celebrate a, a niece or a nephew's birthday coming up. And knowing that, it, it poses a different challenge versus if you have a partner who you can say goodbye to and you don't have to see on a personal level. Right. Um, so it, it, it is actually extra important in my opinion that when you have a family business that you that honor respect. that respect is so is so yeah. valuable yeah mm -hmm. no that's a really good point you're right um i mean i'm you know i'm very my brother and i have a very open we don't work together thank goodness um but we do tell each other when we think each other is you know not not doing the right thing or or you know not acting appropriately or whatever um and it's, it is difficult, right? And it can put a strain on family uh, sure. gatherings, mm -hmm. for sure. Um, so relationships, so we touched a lot on that. So I love the word rebound, but I'm curious to know what you're thinking about when you use the word rebound. Um, like, I know you're not talking about girlfriends and boyfriends no, and husbands and No, no, business rebounds. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, we have certainly faced our share of, of challenges in the, you know, uh, 20 plus years we've been running the business. And what is so important is that you get up, you dust yourself off, you hold your head up high, you assess what you did right, what you've done wrong, which, what improvements you could have made, and you move on. And you don't wallow in it. But growth and learning from those mistakes are imperative. Yeah. Because your clients need to see and hear that you're not gonna make these same mistakes again. Yeah, so important, really, really uh -huh. important. Yeah, I think, and sometimes, you know, sometimes opportunities come out of that. Very you much know, so. Whether it's for growth or improvement or, um, you know, bringing somebody new in or, or, or maybe even sometimes, you know, knowing that someone's not the right person for the team. I think there's opportunities. I think probably the, the biggest, so, uh, biggest areas of growth opportunities um, because of rebound um, have had to deal with the restaurant, at least for me. Mm. Um, one of them was with regards to uh, me pretending I was a lawyer. And <laughs> I, uh -oh. I, I, I did, I mean, early on, uh, we had just finished redeveloping the marina and we uh, rebuilt the restaurant. And at the time, we had a wonderful law firm create all the documents for our lease. And at the time that the documents were created, the entity that we were going um, to have operate the restaurant um, was not yet, um, their legal entity hadn't been created. So the document, our lease document, wasn't complete. So when they finally created their legal entity, I, they, they approached me, and I think they knew exactly what they were doing, but they said, we need to have you change it from my name to my corporate name on the lease. I'm like, oh, I can handle that, no problem. So I created an addendum, and, but by doing so, the personal 
liability was washed away. So they were now able to sell the lease. Oh. So what happened from then on was that lease, because it was successful, started being sold. And, the, and our term on the lease was 10, it was a five-year and five-year option. Wow. So the restaurant got sold a few times and we, there was nothing we could do to stop it. And so that was... So how did you end up with the restaurant? Well, what ended up happening um, after um, the 10 years, and uh, for the, trust me, the last five years were not easy. We d were not in favor of who the tenant was. We were not on the same page with how they were operating the business. And since we were there running the marina anyway, we would always get feedback. And it was very frustrating. It was very frustrating because people were holding us accountable right. for a business that we had nothing to do with. Right. So after the 10 years were over, um, we just decided, you know what, listen, we grew up here. We know our client base. Um, even though none of us had ever worked in a restaurant before, my sister was a, is a foodie. And uh, she's an excellent cook. She has great taste in wine. My brother is wonderful with facilities. And I'm more of the marketing and financial person. So together, right. so together, we're like, you know what? We, we developed 21 townhouses. We've redone the marina. We can do this. And what was so funny is when we started, the business was an in interest, I mean, uh, initial success. It was a success from day one. And we were very, very grateful to see how it, it became um, such a success. In fact, we were now doing, in terms of revenue, in um, one week, we were doing what the former tenant was doing an entire month. So wow. we knew we were on to yeah. something good. Um, so, so it worked. It worked. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and you know what? Listen, that's, that's a great example mm -hmm. of sometimes we don't know what we don't know, mm -hmm. right? Um, and not to assume we have a certain skill set, right? Better to be safe than sorry and have things legally, right, reviewed um, in yes, that case. Yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Big but, lesson. But, but we did actually have quite a few of our clients that were at the marina that we had known for years that were around. We were going through this reopening of the restaurant to make it our own. And, you know, six, seven months later, they, several people were like, you know what, we didn't want to say anything, but we thought you were nuts. <laughs> you know, we didn't think you could do it. We're like, what are you doing opening a restaurant? And uh, so they later told us that they thought we were crazy. But again, when, when you have people surrounding you yeah. that you can trust and support, you know, rely on for support, um, you know, there's no reason not to try it. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So the one thing that you have not mentioned, but I, um, and I'm not sure in which of the R's it fits, but I know that it's very important to you, um, which is community. Yes. Right. Um, and I know, I remember when I first met you, you had been, just been appointed, I think, to the Broward Health Board. Yes. Um, by the governor at the time. And um, that was actually how I first met you. And then, of course, I met you again when you and Rob got together. Mm -hmm. um, and for those in the audience that don't know, Maureen recently wed uh, Mr. Rob Cornierens, who will be our guest on the show in a couple of weeks. <laughs> uh, and Rob is uh, the founder and CEO of Advanced Roofing. Mm -hmm. So, um, and a couple of other businesses, I think, mixed yes. in there, which we'll find out about. Um, but. So that was the first time that I had met you in the community and, I, and maybe your first foray right into Broward County community. You probably were involved in Lighthouse Point, 
Yes. Talk a little bit about that and gosh, where you've come now and, and your involvement in the community. Um, well, I think that um, community involvement was something we were born and raised with, honestly. Um, I was involved in the community giving back before I knew what I was doing. Um, when I was young, my parents opened our home uh, to uh, several uh, pregnant teenage girls. Wow. Back then, it was a group called the Children's Home Society. Oh, yeah. Aren't they still around? Um, I think they still okay. are. Um, so we took on, here I'm 10 years old and I'm sharing my bedroom with a pregnant teen and we would give them a place to stay for months and we would get to know these girls and, and then they would give birth, they would put the baby up for adoption and they would go back home. Um, and, and doing so, we really um, got our first taste of what it was to be selfless and to open our home and, and share it with someone who needed a place. Um, my parents were, my father was very involved in Rotary for many years. Yes. Um, and I saw him um, be um, very involved in that group and other civic groups. I think at his passing we had counted how many organizations he belonged to and it was around 30 over his time frame. So giving back to the community was something that we um, were grown, grown to understand and, and do. Um, so it was second nature for me to go into Rotary when we took over the business. It was just something that I never thought about. I just did. Yeah. Um, and with that, um, I started um, uh, realizing how important it is, um, not just for your business to get back to community, but for yourself. And how good it feels to know that you're making an impact in your community and for those people who are involved in the community. Um, one of the things we're doing now, and I have brought a little shirt. Um, cool. With the, uh, yeah. Let's hold it up. Yes, this is uh, People Helping Paws. And we were just so touched by uh, Dorian, the Hurricane Dorian, and what those people in the Bahamas were going through. And because we have the naughty dog, we wanted to help animals. So we paired up um, with the Island Paws Rescue, and we're st it's this, um, this uh, program is still going on. And we're selling t-shirts, and we have the human hand holding the paw. Aww. And uh, so we're still raising money, and um, this program will probably be over very soon, but we'll be sending them a nice check for nice. all the work that they're doing to help very the animals nice. in the area. I love it. I um, love it. We're also very involved in Freedom Fighter Outdoors. In fact, they had a, um, uh, a tournament or a boat day out today. And what that is is... Ooh, bad day to be out it, there, it, huh? You know what? It, these veterans, yeah. they've, they've seen so yeah, much. Yeah, they've seen, they've yeah, seen much it worse all. than the rough waters. And uh, right. we have wonderful uh, veterans and then volunteers that come in. They donate their boats. Wow. Um, and they take these people out that are missing limbs, possibly, and have been suffering for a, a day of fishing. And uh, usually come back and we'll, we'll give them lunch. And um, it really is an amazing organization. Mm. And we're so happy to have... Um, to call them partners, but my, my brother and my brother-in-law are both on the board for this, so that's another nice. way we give back to the community. But going back to Broward Health, um, yes, I was appointed in 2014, and I was on the board for two years, and um, what a growth opportunity that was. Oh, yeah. oh my. <laughs> yeah. You did weather one of the rougher, stormy yeah. 
more yes. stormy times in the agencies. We, yes, uh, the corporate integrity agreement agreement was just um, about to be uh, signed um, by the CEO. And then uh, we went through three CEOs in two years, and one um, committed suicide. And it, w it was a difficult time for the district. Um, and probably one of the most challenging things professionally I have gone through. Um, I, there was a time where I was on the board, and I was the lone vote on many, many issues. And I, through that time, I found courage that I really never thought I had. Uh, to stand up for what I believed in. Um, and again, I had never really done much with healthcare. I did work for a biotech company for a while, but um, again, risking, risking for um, an opportunity and growth. And, and I met so many wonderful people and uh, learned a great deal. And the senior staff there was amazing to see um, how much they cared and the surgeons and the nurses all the care workers yeah. and caregivers were just amazing so it was and it's, it's good to see the organization starting to really bounce back yes um, build their reputation again in the community um, you know they're a big partner of ours which you have a lot uh -huh. to do with making sure that that partnership continued uh, and we're so appreciative of that but but it is good to see them um, becoming stronger again. They they're, are. They're vital in our community. Right? They are, and and I am grateful to see that as well, um, yeah. because they are. Uh, they employ eight to nine thousand people, and uh, what a force they are and can be, yeah. and they do such good in the community. Yeah. So I'm glad to see as well that. Yeah, I agree. They're doing and you good. mentioned your dad. Your dad was one of our Hall of Fame laureates. Yes. Um, yes. So, which I didn't know until after you and I met. Yes. Um, so, yes. so yes, very involved. And Rotary, of course, was very involved here mm -hmm. uh, with the startup. So before I read back your ingredients, if I asked you to say, um, tell me what your main ingredient in your recipe would be. You know, I always talk about, um, being Italian and cooking Italian food. And so last time I think I used the gravy example, but you know, for me, making pizza is all about the dough because you can have great sauce and you can have great cheese. You need the foundation. You gotta have that, that foundation. Yes. And if it's not that thin crust and crispy and right, it just doesn't taste the same. So for me, right, that's the main ingredient for pizza. Mm -hmm. For you in your uh, recipe for success, what would that be? Um, I think it has to start with relationships mm, for me and from relationships everything else will grow right. um, you know for me it was the relationships that that if I did not have strength in my relationships with whoever it was it, it helped give me courage those relationships gave me courage to allow me the opportunity to take risks and when I needed to rebound I relied on people to help me through that. And through those relationships, I learned to you know, respect myself. Rebounding, I had to respect myself. I had to respect the business. I had to respect our decisions and whether they were right or wrong and the people that I was working with. So I think it's the relationships yeah. is the key. Yeah, it certainly sounds like it all kind of the spokes that come out from there. So let's read it back um, and we'll send you the recipe and of course our audience will get it. So risk taking was your first R um, and talking about that and, and, 
And, and I mentioned down below courage, having the courage to take those risks and the confidence, right? Um, relationships, your main ingredient, which as you described, really leads to all of those other things and gives you um, that confidence when you have those people supporting you and behind you. Uh, rebounding, I love this one. Get up, assess the situation, and move on. Learn from your mistakes or, or just learn from things that happen uh -huh. and challenges. I love that one, but I haven't heard anybody use the word rebound, so uh -huh. I really like that, that word. Respect, of course, for yourself and for each other, uh, whether that's your family members that you talked about partnering with, employees, customers, all of those people. Um, facing challenges and choosing to grow from them. You know, when you shared your story, I, I, you're right, we all have challenges, and we all, we all have a story, right? And mm -hmm. things that have happened to us. And I often tell my daughter this, you can let it define you, or you can let it strengthen you, right? right? So you can be a victim, or you can be a victor, mm -hmm. right? Um, and so um, it sounds like you didn't let it define you. And don't you find, too, that as an employer, or a, a, a boss, or a CEO, that you respond so much more positively to people who own their mistakes. Oh, it's my pet peeve, actually. It, 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 and and, and it, it's so true. It I mean, is as really an employer, my pet I would so I, I would offer that to anybody who might be watching this that um, own your mistakes. Yeah. It is so much better from an, an employer's perspective that if I have someone come in and they've made a big mistake and there's a big screw up and something didn't happen. I don't want to hear that it's somebody else's fault. I want to hear that, I'm sorry, I did this, it won't happen again. Right. That's what I want to hear. I want to hear ownership. Own it. Yeah. I agree with you. My biggest pet peeve, um, my daughter will tell you, I'm like, you can make all the mistakes in the world, but you need to own them. You have to yes. be accountable, and you need to apologize and take responsibility. Take responsibility. Absolutely. Sure. So um, surrounding yourself with people who know more, love that one. Um, but let people shine. I really like that. It's so important to let them feel, you know, that, that, that success and that feeling of accomplishment when something goes right. well. Uh, culture of family, whether it is your real family or, or anybody else, love that, that idea. Um, it's funny, I was reading a leadership book recently and they talk about using the word team, family, community, all meaning the same thing, but building that, that sense of being there for each other. Yes. Right? Um, boundaries, so important, I, I think, in so many ways. As women, as young girls, you know, I often share it as a mentor. I have a couple of young girls that I'm mentoring. Make sure you set your boundaries and make sure that you uphold them. It's um, true. Because nobody else will. If it's you true, don't. especially if you're female and you have children. I'm mm -hmm. not saying that men don't have the same. Um, challenges that we do, but we actually we do have some that are a little bit different, okay. especially when it comes to kids. I know I have three children, and two are older, but one is still you know in fifth grade, and you know sometimes you just need to be there yep. for that child. Um, Watch, well, I need to be there for the child all the time, but there are times where I just need to leave work and yep. go be. And, and because that is, comes first. Yes. And that's that's mm -hmm. your boundary, that my family comes first. Yes. And that's it. That's exactly. Um, using your strengths and skills and knowing each other's strengths and skills in the mix so that yes. everybody is, is using them. Community involvement talked a lot, a lot about um, that and how not just from a business perspective, but being able to make a difference from a personal perspective. Owning your own mistakes. I love that one. I, I am all about accountability. Um, I know that we could go on and there would be so many more ingredients, um, but unfortunately we only have a 30 minute show. Um, 
But I love this, and I, I think that you are amazing, and the fact that you have stepped into so many situations that right, that were so out of the box for you yes. and turn them into a success just goes to show that at the heart, right, all of those important ingredients are there. And I think that so often, you know, I can remember somebody, my old boss saying, you know, oh, you're going to do that. I'm like, well, I don't know anything about that. But if you have those basic skills, and that's why we need to teach kids those critical leadership skills and soft skills, right, to build their confidence, so they won't be afraid to take those risks. So, to exactly, because know? it's true. We we're, some people are very um, lucky to know what they want to do at yeah. a young age, but I think the majority of the world does not. Exactly. You know, I know my daughter is still trying to search. She's a sophomore in college this year, and she's still trying to figure it out, yeah. and that's okay. Listen, I, I, you know, I. Some of us fall into things, uh -huh. right? Like you fell into the yes. communications. Uh -huh. And then all of a sudden, you have opportunities and your whole path changes. Um, if anybody would have told me, I would have ended up running a nonprofit uh -huh. when I was in the corporate world, uh -huh. starting in banking and finance. Never would I have right. dreamed that this is where I would end up. Well, right? and, and I threw myself into a marina, right. a male-dominated <laughs> industry 20, 25 years ago. And there I was. Exactly. And who knew? Exactly. Still but standing. Still Maybe standing. Maybe a little beaten up sometimes, but not giving yeah, up. <laughs> survived a hurricane or two. We're, we're doing pretty good. Yeah. That is amazing. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you to everyone for watching today. It has really been such a pleasure to have Maureen with us and share her story um, with all of you. Um, thank you for watching. Thank you for being a loyal follower of Recipe for Success. And we look forward to seeing you next week. Let's get cooking.